Good evening. Today is Tuesday, April 20th, 2021, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is Bill's story. My name is Katie and I am gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. Um, so I'm going to grab one of my dogs so I don't have to, hold on one second. I apologize for the dog sound. I'm gonna grab one to quiet them. And then Kira, could you let me know when I've got like five minutes, please? Okay, hang on one second. Girls. <clears throat> Okay. Okay. All right, let's do this. Sorry about that. Um, so again, my name is Katie. I'm really happy to be here uh, tonight. I had all these like grand plans to have lots of free time <laughs> to prepare something. And of course life happened um, and that's okay. That's, it happened exactly the way it's supposed to. So I'm really thrilled to be here. Just briefly, I wanna say, I love this meeting. I, I'm so grateful to the people who um, coordinated it. Thank you for everyone that's attending. Um, okay, so I took some like maniacal like notes on all different pieces of paper <laughs> as things came to me. So I'm gonna try to refer to them. I'm just gonna say briefly about um, myself as a compulsive reader. Um, I, or what it's, what, what it's like now being recovered, um, but not cured, right? Life just keeps happening good, bad, tragic, joyous, like all sorts of things just keep happening in the world, to me, around me, good, bad. And, and the gift of this program um, and recovery is that despite that or in light of that or accompaniment to that, there can be serenity. Um, I have a connection to my higher power. I have neutrality around food um, and I don't hate myself. <laughs> basically. I mean, these are huge gifts and such a change because my whole life until this program and until becoming recovered in the program was the opposite, right? Um, I thought I was God. Um, my my uh, life was chaotic despite the outside circumstances, good, bad, or other. Um, I had a lot of noise in my head about food and weight and uh, really nasty things about myself that were kind of always going through my mind. Um, and that's, and that's just gone and that's a miracle. And that doesn't mean I'm, I'm thrilled all day or I'm ecstatic or I'm Pollyanna. None of that is true, right? I still feel every feeling I've ever felt, but I, um, I, I can do it and also have this, um, this piece that I never thought was possible. Um, so Bill's story, uh, I did not like Bill's story. <laughs> I didn't like the big book. I didn't like Bill's story. I thought the big book was too evangelical. I don't even know what that meant. It felt, I didn't like it. I didn't like Bill's story. I didn't like Bill. I didn't like that he golfed. I didn't like that he had money, whatever it was, it didn't matter, right? I didn't like Bill. I wasn't like Bill and I, I didn't want to identify with Bill, you know, and I think somewhere later, uh, you know, contempt prior to investigation. That was definitely it. 
I'm not Bill. You know what I mean? This is not me. And, um, and it wasn't just Bill, right? It was the program. I uh, wanted to identify out. I wasn't like you. <laughs> um, I, I was you know, way better than you or way worse than you, but I wasn't like you. And so this program wasn't going to work for me. I had the terminal uniqueness that I've heard people talk about. Um, and I still thought that I could figure this out. And um, until, like Bill, I, um, I admitted that I was hopeless, which sucks. Like, I don't wanna be a compulsive overeater. Like, is there anything like worse? I thought, honestly, like, like oh, it felt just so like shame and I hated myself. And now honestly, like being a compulsive overeater, and, and realizing that I'm hopeless and, and taking full advantage of this program and working these steps and creating relationships has been the biggest gift of my entire life. Um, just like, I, there's no regret. There's no, there's, it's just been a beautiful process. And who would have thought that? Like the thing that gave me the most shame, right? Like food and weight and talking about that with people. And now I just have freedom around it. And I'm just so grateful. Um, so made some, and I have so many colors in my big book in this story. Like I just took a new color for this and I, I'm going to try to find all the blue and talk about it a little bit because I just, um, so Bill's story, like I said, I didn't like Bill. I didn't like Bill's story. I didn't think it related, you know, to me. And now I will tell you that that is, that is not correct. I am Bill. Um, so just in the very beginning, you know, um, when he talks about excitement and loneliness and being important and, you know, I've had all those feelings, right. Uh, we're wanting to be important. And I've realized that it doesn't matter if I am happy, my happiest day, my child being born or the lowest day of my life, you know, terrible losses. I used food to deal with them. That's what, that's what I did. I used food. Okay. Um, so it didn't really matter what the emotion was. I needed to temper it out with, with food. Um, and uh, when then when he talks about being a lone wolf, my eyes sure, I mean, like, that's all I wanted to do was be left alone with my binge foods. That's all I wanted to chase my kids up the stairs. I wanted to be nasty to my husband. So he left the room. Um, you know, when I was a teenager, I was nasty to my mother. So she left the room so I could be alone with my TV and my binge foods. And that's what I, that's what I wanted. I wanted to be alone. Um, and as Bill continues on and talks about how it ceased to be a luxury, it became a necessity. Yes. I mean, I just, and I too, I had periods of, of food sobriety. I had periods where I had white knuckled myself down to, to like, a, like an unhealthy low weight. Right. But, but the second I got there, you know, then I, I clawed my way right back up. There was, it was, there was never any peace around food or around my weight. It was just down and then up and then down and then higher up and then further down and then further up. Um, and then as Bill continues, you know, making these promises, he swears off, uh, but then, you know, he comes home drunk again and then he resolves again. I mean, that was my whole life trying to manage and control what I was eating and, and thinking I got it this time. And then I, I didn't. Um, 
And uh, let me just see here. And again, you know, self-knowledge, what didn't I do to, to learn about this? Every program, every diet, every therapist, clinic, you know, eating disorder clinic, eating disorder therapist, life coach, you know, reading about it, it didn't matter. I, I thought that knowing about it was going to, to make it uh, that I could control it still. And I, and I just, I couldn't. And then he talks about fear. I had heart failure. I was hospitalized. I thought I was going to die and leave my children motherless. And then I, I promptly gained like another 45 pounds. Fear couldn't do it. It didn't matter. Like no human feeling, emotion, resolve was going to uh, do this for me. Um, and like Bill, I thought I could do it. I thought I just had to figure this out. Even when I came to OA, I thought I will figure this out. And then I'm, and then I'm out, <laughs> then I'm going to go on with my life and I'll be thin and happy. And, you know, thankfully I've, I've learned that, that this is, um, this is uh, a design for living. This is my life now. And I couldn't be more happy. Uh, but until I really embraced that, um, I, uh, I, I, I was going to continue to be hopeless, frankly. Um, let's see what else I, so then, uh, later on in Bill's story, when he talks about, uh, why don't you choose your own conception of God, right? It was only a matter of being willing to believe in a power greater than myself. So I just want to briefly talk about, um, willing. And, and the rest of what I, I mean, and it says it in other places in this book as well, I'm going to terribly misquote it, but what we need is willingness, um, open-mindedness and honesty. Like that really is all we need to, these, these are the elements to get this program. I need to be willing to believe in a power greater than myself. Um, I need to be honest that I didn't. I need to be honest that I was mad at God. I didn't like God. I didn't like the idea of what, what God was taught to me as being. Um, I didn't like religion. I didn't like, I mean, I could tell you all the things I didn't like, right? I didn't like, I didn't like a lot of it. And I didn't feel like I belonged. So it was half of me that I didn't like religion. The other half that like, I wouldn't be accepted by religion, right? It was all about me, my own feeling inadequate, you know, judging others, judging myself. Um, but being honest about that, like how huge is that? I've been a liar my whole life, right? Go along to get along, say what I think people want me to hear. Just being honest that I, that I don't think I believe in God. Wow, like telling somebody that, telling somebody that I have prejudices about it or admitting to myself um, and just being willing to believe. Um, and I'll tell you that, you know, my conception of God is evolving all the time. The biggest thing for me about my conception of God was that I am not God. And I, and I, that's enough talk about honest, right? I had to realize that I've been playing God my whole life. I have been willing outcomes. I have been planning and scheming and not like as a bad person, air quotes. I, I thought I knew best. I wanted to help people. I, I wanted to help you. I wanted to help my children. I wanted to help my family. Like it was, they weren't with bad intentions. And yet, as I continue to play God and, and try to will outcomes so, and try to like wrest satisfaction out of life instead of just saying like, okay, this is life, right? I was never going to be happy. I was never going to be happy. It was never going to be enough. Um, 
it was never going to be just just so I was I was only going to be happy if and when these things happened. Um, and there's again such a peace now in like just peace in what is like tomorrow I'm taking my mother who I could I could talk about her for <laughs> I've done several fourth steps with my mother we're still working on it tomorrow I'm driving to the Bronx and I'm taking her to visit a bunch of different assisted living places I don't want to do that I don't want to I don't want to take her I, like if I'm being honest right I don't <laughs> I don't want to. I don't like it. I don't like that I'm the only child. I don't like that my aunt inserts herself. I could tell you all the things that I don't like about it, right? And also, I don't feel resentful about it. And also, I feel okay about it. I've been talking to God about it. I've been talking to people about it. And like, it's just part of life. And I'm going to just roll with it. And I, I mean, it's such a beautiful program. All right, I'm going to put this dog down and see how we do with noise. Um, what else? So um, simple, but not easy. A price had to be paid. Okay. So I like that too. So I never wanted simple and not easy. I wanted, um, I wanted easy and complex. Give me, <laughs> give me the easy solution. I'll pay for it. I'll, I'll do whatever, but I don't want to really dig inside myself. Like I want, I want you to fix me or I want an outside cure or I want a, a geographical cure or whatever it is, but I, no, no, no. Do I want to have to like look inside me um, and change myself because all of you were the problem, right? Like, <laughs> isn't that, isn't that the problem? Everyone else? right um all the others all the outside situations so bill's right it's simple but it's but it's not easy we have to be willing to do the work and the work really is simple there there are 12 steps there are people to help guide us right it's it's just it's a big deal because it's the destruction of our egos it's the destruction of all that we've used to survive for all of these years till the moment we got here and now it's a reframing of that um, let's see, I, uh, what are my notes that I have? Um, all right, let's keep going. Oh, I, this, um, another person in program has said, and I loved it, so I just want to share it, where, uh, he talks about on page 12, the scales of pride and prejudice fell from my eyes and a new world fell into view. Um, a, a person in program I've heard, I may be more than one, has said, pride um, is thinking too much of myself um, and prejudice is thinking too little of others or not thinking enough of others. Um, and that's really, that's huge for me, right? Because it's been, it's been both for me. Um, so, I was prejudiced. I thought little of Bill. <laughs> I didn't like the program. I didn't like religion. Again, I could go on and on and on. Um, and, and also it was about me and me feeling unworthy. And once I was able to kind of take these steps and connect with my higher power, wow. And I think I wanna make sure I talk about my higher power through this. So I'm gonna keep it moving and make sure I uh, talk a little bit about that. Um, so, so having a higher power, again, something that um, I was not really open to, I treated God like Santa Claus or like he was punishing me. That's what, that was what I always was, that, that was my childhood God, right? Um, I beg for things and swear I'll be good or I ask why am I being punished? Um, and now, and, and the, one of the things I love about this program, right? And this, this meeting, choose your own conception. What a beautiful, beautiful idea. 
that we can each have our own um, and sometimes shared and sometimes borrowed from, right, each other conception. And the point is, it's not us, right? And, and we're willing to, to turn to that higher power. And, you know, throughout my being in this program, my higher power has been all sorts of things. And it's, like I said, it's ever evolving. It's, it's, it's been in nature. It's just been all around me. It's been within me. It's, I mean, it's just, I've heard people say things and I've just really connected to it. It's been what they call God with skin, you know, messages that I clearly get from, from other human beings. Um, oh, and I heard this the other day. Um, and, I, and I loved it on a podcast. Uh, so willing to believe in a power greater than yourself. And this guy said that he was at a meeting and another, you know, recovered person looked at him and said, so, you know, he said he was struggling with um, willing to believe in a power greater than himself. And he said, uh, well, do you believe in gravity? Why don't you go and jump off that building and tell me what happens? And he said, like, it was like a crude example is the way he explained it, but it stopped him in his tracks. And he said, so maybe I do believe in a power greater than myself. Gravity is a power greater than myself. The ocean tides are a power greater than myself. Plug into something that, that I'm able to see is a power greater than myself or even willing to believe that is a power greater than myself. And that's, that's all we need at the beginning. It doesn't have to be any more than that. Um, and then throughout the work, it becomes so much more than that. And it's, it's such a gift. Um, uh, uh, so, and another thing I'll just talk about is, um, so step 12, because then Bill talks about, you know, faith without works was dead. When I first started this program and people said I was going to have to sponsor, I did not like that. This is another, here's, a, here's just going to be a list of things Katie doesn't like tonight. <laughs> I didn't want to sponsor. Um, and if I'm being honest, again, it was more pride and more prejudice, right? I didn't think I was good enough or I, you know, I didn't know if I was, if I was going to be able to pass on the message or what if I didn't like the people that I was doing? I mean, a million things, right? A million reasons, a million excuses. And I will tell you that step 12, well, step 11, oh, they're all my favorites. Step 11, I just adore and being connected with my higher power. Wow, like what a gift. And I love working on that and developing that. And step 12, working with others. Not only do I just enjoy it, right? I, I, I really enjoy it, but also, or and also, it strengthens my recovery and my program. Like that's the gift. The gift is we, we receive the gift, we give the gift and the gift gets strengthened in us. Like it's, I can't explain it. I don't, just like I can't explain my higher power, but I'm telling you it works. And, um, and it's just so, so wonderful. Um, and I was struggling. And here's something else that I heard from somebody else in this program. Everything I hear, I just love this program. I learned so much. So um, self-sacrifice on, on uh, page 15 in Bill's story. So um, if we fail to perfect and enlarge our spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice, we could not survive the certain trials or, and low spots ahead. Okay. And then it goes on to say that if we don't work, um, we would die. I'm paraphrasing. Um, so somebody that I love very much in program um, 
offered a different way for me to look at self-sacrifice because when I first read self-sacrifice, I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like, like, like slip my wrists and like bleed for you. Like, what does that mean? Do I not, do I not give my children baths? Like, do I not take, you know, do I, do I not sleep at night? Like, what does that mean? Self-sacrifice. It felt overwhelming. It felt like too much, you know, and, um, and self-sacrifice, um, can be the offering of one's self, <laughs> like, like, like a sacrifice of something right on an altar, let's say. Um, and so it's, it's giving of myself to the program, to my fellows, and it's, it's offering my ego to my higher power. Uh, it's, it's offering that up. Um, and that's what I must do to perfect and enlarge my spiritual life. I don't have to not sleep, right? I don't have to um, be so exhausted at the end of the day that I don't have anything left, you know. And I'm not, I'm not using that as an excuse to shirk my my uh, my twelve, my step twelve, but it's just such a lovely reframing of it, and it's been so helpful to me, right? So I offer myself to the program and to my fellows and I and I and I serve up my ego to my higher power <laughs> say can you help me smash this because this is what's been standing in my way this ego has been what's been standing in my way this entire time oh Kira you just told me time I don't know how long ago that was sorry so I apologize if I've gone over um I wasn't looking at the screen um so in conclusion I now love Bill <laughs> I now love this program. I now have and love a higher power. And I now love all of you. And you know what? I love myself. And it took me over four decades to love myself. And, um, and I'm so grateful. And I'm going to pass. Thank you. Okay. Now I'm going to try to, here we go. Okay, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. Uh, we ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. Um, and at 8.47, we will stop the recording. So I'll keep an eye on that. Okay. All right, so I see Amy. <laughs> Would you like to go ahead and unmute and share, please? Thank you. Thank you so much for your service tonight, Katie. Thanks to everybody who's here tonight and everybody who's giving service. Um, thanks for, you know, I, I really just so much of what you said um, identified with about this chapter. I, you know, I recently, this chapter was brought up to me and I'm like, I don't really love this chapter. And then I read it and then I was like, um, I love this chapter. I feel like this chapter, um, if for the line, choose your own conception of God alone, just that release, that idea that like, I don't need to keep the ideas that, that, that stood in my way. Um, I, I want to ask you a question, but then you said something right at the end and I'm searching in my notebook for 
exactly what I wrote because it was, you said about loving yourself at the end when you were talking about loving this program and loving this chapter and loving us and loving um, loving yourself at the end, you said, and I love myself. And it was actually, I know it's not on this step, but I was listening to a podcast and it was from um, a compulsive overeater from Scottsdale, Arizona. I did a special edition and it happened to be on step 10, which is not this step, but in the middle of it, he wrote, darn it. I wish I could find it so I could read it to you. But he says like almost in the exact words and I wrote it down. He said, I like myself today in a way that like made me cry. And um, when you said that today, I realized here it is Harlan special edition that I started where I left. This is the first thing I heard. I like me today. I hated me my entire life. I like me today and I trust me today. And I have a beautiful relationship with God. And through my relationship with God, I have a very nice relationship with myself. It's nice to like myself. I went back and listened to that and copied it down word for word. Um, so thank you for reminding me of it and making me go look for it. Um, I'm going to pass. Thank you. Okay, so we've got Eileen and then Mia, please. I'm going to stop my video because it normally slows down my internet. Um, I just want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to the people that started this meeting. And um, I, you know, I've been here before, but for some reason... You know, it's like reading the big book and going, that was never in there the first time I read it, you know. But you said something in the very beginning about um, the way the the readings will go about and the way the big book will be read. And, um, and you said, you know, we could either use alcohol or food. And I just, I mean, to me, it's like you just put down the barriers for me, um, to hearing the big book relate to me as a compulsive overeater vomiter. That's, you know, because I never chose alcohol. Okay. Number, number one, cause I didn't want to take the calories, but you know, I just, it was never my drug of choice. Food was my drug of choice. And, um, and, and you just like the barriers just fell right off because I always had a problem with that. You know, it's like, well, I don't, quite relate to these stories because that's not me. I ran a successful business. That's not me. I didn't drink, you know, so that I love that about it. And, um, and this whole idea, cause I remember when I first came into program about choosing a concept of your own God, whatever works for you. And for me, it was Glenda from the wizard of Oz. I mean, she was in the bubble. I was safe being with her. And that's, you know, that's just one of the amazing one of the amazing things about this program. And I didn't know I'd get choked up, but you know, this program saved my life. These meetings that we get to do on Zoom have saved my life because I get to connect with people all over the place. You know, I have people all over the place and, and where I am here, there aren't any meetings and I'm just so grateful. I'm just so grateful that somebody thought enough to write the big book, you know, and here we are using it and, it's 
you know, healing our lives. And we do this together because this is a WE program. And I'm just beyond grateful. So thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you, Eileen. And Mia, you're up, please. Hey, hi. Thank you. Um, Mia, compulsive overeater in Massachusetts. Katie, I adore you. I love you. Um, your honesty always just gets me because you're just like, yeah, I hate this or I don't like this or what, a, you know, your you're, you're honesty, man. And just, it always, it always gets me because um, I um, I I aspire to be that honest, you know, Um and uh, I related a lot to what you were saying about what you have to do tomorrow that, you know, you don't want to do it. You don't want to do this stuff with your mom, but, you know, you're not resentful about it. And um, I actually, um, our boys are off this week for Patriots Week because we get this week for spring break because it's Patriots Week up here in Massachusetts. And, um, and uh, we did the whirlwind thing and we went to visit my parents and Deb's parents, my wife's parents. And um you know, and Deb's parents are 94 and 93, and my parents are 88 and 85 or 84 or however the old, you know, and they're old and they're frail and they're rigid. And um, it was, uh, it's emotionally challenging. And, and to be able to get through that abstinently um, is a really good thing. And, um, and I was really grateful for that. But I, I learned some things, you know, that A, I need to do more planning. I need to, you know, reach out to people before I go so that I'm more fortified. I need to reach out while I'm away so that I'm fortified. Um, even though I tried connecting with my higher power, I felt disconnected. And, um, you know, and these are all things that over the last, I think it's like eight months now, you know, that I've learned to do and I, I, I can do them, but, um, but when it comes to my parents, man, that's a really big challenge at 63 years old. Let me tell you, you know, I feel like I'm nine, you know, and um, it's just, um, you know, so I know that there's some things I need to do um, and uh, I'm working up to that. <laughs> so, um, but thank you. Um, I'm really grateful for this meeting because today was kind of a, a long, weird day, you know, just getting home and, uh, you know, stuff going on in our country and everything. And um, I was like, I need a meeting. I need a meeting, you know, and, and there's a meeting and how grateful am I for that? So um, I just thank you. Thank you all for being here. Thank you, Katie. Thank you for sending us a meeting. And I do love you guys. I really do. Thank you. Okay, would anybody like to share? We're going to have Kira and then Wendy, please. Go ahead, Kira. Hi, Katie. I really, really loved your share. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for being here. Um, I listened to that podcast, too. It came up in my queue, um, finally. Um, got a long list of those. But um, I really was moved, too. And I remember him saying um, he entered program thinking he didn't believe in God and then came to find out came to find out he believed himself God and that really resonated with me and, and I heard that in your share too of and in Bill's story right like that that whole section where he says like I woke up I you know I meant business so I did and and 
um, was I crazy? Um, I tried again, you know, it just goes on. Um, and I guess I do, if I haven't wasted too much time, um, I would want to know how, I know that like when my ego or my, you know, my disease or whatever it is, my self-will comes up, I can sometimes, I <laughs> can sometimes um, not even realize it's going on. Is there anything that's helped you to practice that awareness and then you know, you know, do service, turn it over. Is there anything that's helped you with that? If that makes sense? Um, <clears throat> thank you. Uh, so is there anything that helps me realize that it's sort of happening, right? Like that it's here I am. <laughs> um, I mean, it changes with every situation, but if I'm being honest, it's every situation, right? Like I, my ego is still just like wanting to make things the way my ego wants them. And, um, so as things come up throughout the day, generally, like when I don't like the way something feels right, that's a great time to stop and, and check in. And sometimes I just don't like the way something feels. I was just talking with a fellow about this. Um, sometimes not, not everything's a 10 step, right? Not everything is a resentment. Some things are just my feelings and I'm, a, I'm entitled, right? We're all, we, we all have feelings, right? Um, and I, and I can feel them, but I, I feel them through the program. I guess what I mean is I can sort of take those feelings and I can turn to my higher power as I feel them. And, um, or speak to fellows and, and, and it doesn't turn into a resentment. It doesn't turn into an amends that needs to be made because of the, of the steps and the program and my connection to my higher power. Um, so uh, I'm still working on throughout the day, pausing when agitated or doubtful because I am a go, go, go kind of person. And sometimes I forget, you know, and it's, it's not, it's not second nature for me to pause. I'm working on it. I've tried all different things. I set alarms on my phone. I've tried like all different ways to pause uh, when agitated or doubtful. Um, so I, I think that, so, so when my ego is getting in the way, really, I think it's almost every time. So like in the morning, when I talk to my higher power, I, I try really hard. I really do. And I earnestly want my will to align with the will of the universe. And I think that that willingness and that earnestness is very helpful. And then throughout the day, like, as I feel anything, just sort of just taking that moment, taking that pause um, and reflecting. Um, I don't know if that answers the question or not. Okay. Thanks, Kira. And then um, should we un should we unrecord, press the stop recording? I see it's 847. Is that, um, and then we're up for